welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Today, this is a special episode because we're actually introducing uh, my coworker and our client care coordinator here at Matthews & Associates, uh, Lindsay Wilson. So we're trying a new format today, which is going to be a co-hosted podcast. So this is uh, what we're going to work on moving forward. And so anyway, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'm excited to have you here. So I have a little bit of company anyway while we're doing these shows. So with that, what are, what are we going to talk about today? So Joe, we've been talking a lot about investing in retirement and we just finished our annual spring review meetings with our clients. And of course, this was the main point of conversation. And I think it's a really worthwhile topic to expand on today, especially with strategies for investing in retirement. And what might be important for someone to know as they are approach or are even in retirement. And I think we're all just really aware that some people know or have a sense about it, and then some people don't. So what I'd love to do is take a deep dive with this topic with you today. So what I'm thinking is our first question would be like, what are we solving for? Sure. That's a great question. And you know, it makes me think of maybe some comments I get from clients or prospective clients about investing in and markets. And so one of the things I hear a lot is, Joe, I know that stocks, for example, should outperform safer investments in the in the long term, but I'm retiring soon, so I don't have a long-term horizon. Or, you know, I've seen clients who have, you know, a pretty sizable retirement nest egg. And they say, Joe, you know what, I could just uh, put my money in a bank account, not have to take on any risk, and I'll have, you know, 20 years of income there. But there's a couple couple problems with that. Because well, there's the risk of you know the cost of living increasing over time. There's also the risk that of longevity. So we don't know how long someone's going to be in retirement. So at the end of the day, I kind of tell people there's two time horizons for us to take into account. And so one is we do need to provide income because we need or when you're retired or newly retired, you need a paycheck, you need money to be coming out of your account and you don't want to be selling things while they're low because everyone knows that we don't want to buy high and sell low. That's not the point of investing. Ideally, we buy low and we sell high. So we do need to protect some of the portfolio for that, that paycheck. But on the same hand, if we're going to be in retirement for 30, 40, or even more years, it's important that the portfolio is growing. So there's a short time horizon and a long time horizon. And and, in other words, what we're solving for is how do we create income, but also have the portfolio grow enough that we don't run out of money in retirement. Right. And then many people do feel that they have a short or they underestimate their time horizon in retirement because, and, and they feel they have a short time horizon because they need to take out income. You know, how do you, how do you determine what the time horizon in retirement is? Like, how do you figure that out? Sure. So, I mean, I guess the, probably the first thing is we don't know how long it is. It's impossible to make a guess. I mean, we can look at expected time horizons, but the problem is, and we've had other episodes on this, but the problem is life expectancy is increasing 
with, uh, with technology. And so we really don't know how long someone's going to be retired. And so what we want to do is we want the portfolio to grow enough that it will continue to maintain uh, or provide an income, you know, beyond 30 years or even 40 years. So we're not looking at a specific date. We're just looking at, you know, how are we maximizing the growth in the portfolio without putting the portfolio at risk of what we call sequence of return risk. So again, we talked about that in the past. So by having too much in, in a market where it's uh, fluctuating a lot and where we're being forced to sell low. So there's not a perfect answer to how, you know, determining a time horizon, a specific time horizon. So again, it's, it's looking at it in, in two chunks. And, you know, so we refer to that as buckets as, as an example. Right. So you're both, it sounds like you're both on the, uh, you have your, I guess what you could call an offensive, uh, offensive bucket and defensive bucket, and you're trying to find the perfect balance between the two. And I mean, how do you implement those buckets to make that, to find that balance? Sure. So another good question. And we've talked in uh, actually a fairly recent episode about different bucket strategies. So today, um, you know, this is perfect because I was hoping to talk a little bit about how we implement the buckets and how we come up with the implementation of this into a client's portfolio. Now, I do want to preface this before I get into it, that this is not investment advice. And I mean, anyone listening, like this is not specific to your situation. You're going to have a unique situation. You're going to want to, you know, if you're doing it on your own, you want to continue to do further research and figure out what is the best fit for you. And, and otherwise, you want, you know, want to talk to your advisor about that. So in saying that, what we're trying to do is, as I said, first, we want to make sure we have enough money in a, in a safe bucket so that we're not forced to sell when things are low. And so for those of you who are listening, I want you to just kind of imagine me drawing two buckets. So I do have a whiteboard behind me. So anyone watching this, obviously, you'll get the visual. But otherwise, just kind of imagine two buckets. And so when we draw these two buckets up, as Lindsay mentioned, we have a, a defense bucket and an offense bucket. So if we're looking at this on the left-hand side, uh, we're going to call that our defense bucket. And in this defense bucket, really what we want is uh, lower risk investments, right? So if it's kind of real near-term spending, we might even have that in cash, something guaranteed. Anything, I would say more than a year, we're going to have it in a low risk investment. So a good example of that would be maybe some shorter term, good credit rating type bonds. So if I'm, I'm drawing this out visually, and what we see is we don't see a lot of fluctuation in these, these types of investments we're using. And so out of this defense bucket, we could also imagine uh, our bank account, which is outside of the, the investment account of the portfolio. And this is where our income is going to go into and it's coming out of the defense bucket. So, you know, most of our retirees, they, they set this up on a monthly basis. So kind of just like working, there's a monthly paycheck coming in. So it comes out of the defense bucket, it goes into the bank account. Now, we don't want to have all of your investments in this because, again, you, you would just be eating into your, your nest egg and you would be drawing down that balance and eventually it would run out. So we do need to have that offense bucket. This is where we get growth. So, you know, typically we'd be looking at a globally diversified portfolio of stocks. So when I say that, what I mean is, you know, we're not taking on too much risk as far as individual companies or individual sectors. Like we're not you know, betting on anything specific. We want to be very diversified. So have our eggs in many different baskets. And really what we're taking on here is market risk. And so again, if, if you're visualizing this, you're going to see a line that's kind of up, down, sideways, all over the place, but it's trending upwards to the right over time. And so despite having difficult periods, especially when we're talking about stock markets and this, this offense bucket, 
it's it's trending upwards and this is really where we can get ahead of inflation over time but what we never want to do is we don't we don't want to have to sell while the market's low right so again if we're if we're thinking about this line that's up and down uh moving right or left to right and we could visualize this is probably what most people could visualize best is 2008 so in 2008 when we kind of hit a market peak by the time we had the the 2008 crash so the market came crashing down in 2009 it started to recover by the time we got back to even it was about 5 years we may not have quite been there in 5 years but it was about 5 years it took to go from the peak to the, the the bottom of the crash and get back to where we started so at the very least when we're designing these buckets we want to have 5 years of what we call withdrawals or distributions so the amount of money you're taking out of the portfolio on an annual basis we want to make sure there's at least 5 years in the defense bucket okay and so what that means is when the stock market crashes you can continue to take money out of the defense bucket without ever having to sell stocks with their low lindsay am i making sense so far Yeah, I'm wondering um if if we think of the defense bucket that's sort of your your stability or it's it's the 5 years of of your dependable income is that correct? Yeah, that that's exactly correct. And so again, I put 5 years at, at the minimum. You know, a lot of our clients would have a little bit more in that defense bucket because who knows, you know, we can't say for sure we won't see something worse than 2008 in the future. And again, that's where this really comes down to personal risk tolerance, personal situation, but you know how much is in that nest egg. But yeah, at the end of the day, we want to have that defense bucket which is the stability that is going to provide us the income we need, you know, the short to to mid term kind of time horizon. Right. And the offensive bucket would be sort of where you're venturing and you're you're trying as you said stay ahead of inflation where you're 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 trying to increase some of the the money that you hold in your funds. Is that that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And so that kind of brings me back to inflation. So I talked a little bit about inflation earlier, I mentioned it. And so just to kind of put it into perspective for people, if we go back to the last 30 years, we've seen inflation on average of about 3%. And so if you needed $100,000 a year for income and just using easy numbers here but if you needed $100,000 to meet your annual expenses to maintain your lifestyle 30 years ago to maintain that exact same lifestyle today you would need $250,000 a year now Lindsay I'm sure you've seen headlines lately and it's hard to get a you know go anywhere that hearing about uh inflation and how we're seeing inflation at levels we haven't seen in 40 years. And so right now inflation is sitting around 7 or 8%. And if we were to maintain an 8% inflation, which I hope we don't, but obviously we don't we, we probably didn't see 8% inflation coming even a year ago when it started coming, central banks were telling us that this was uh transitory, I think is what the word they were using, which meaning it wasn't going to last, but here we are, you know, it's, it's still here. So anyway, if we have 8% inflation for the next 30 years and you were starting today you needed $100,000 to meet your lifestyle expenses, uh 30 years from today you actually need a million dollars a year to maintain that same lifestyle. So again, I hope we don't see inflation like that, but we don't know what's coming in the future, and this is why we need to have some kind of an asset or an investment that is going to help keep our nest egg up with or ahead of inflation. And in the short term, stocks have not always done great and and with right when we get unexpected inflation when it starts, but if we look at over a long term, you know, there there really isn't any assets we've seen that have fared better with inflation. So it provides us 
a good real rate of return. And so what a real rate of return means is we're getting a rate of return even when we take out inflation, right? So if inflation is 3% and stocks return 8% as an example, the real return there is eight, take away 3%, so 5%. So stocks have done a really good job of helping stay ahead of inflation. And so that's why we want to have that offense bucket, because again, we don't know how long you're going to live and we don't know what inflation is going to be into the future. Right. Right. Is there anything different about your strategy than say the traditional implementation of the bucket strategy? Yeah. So that's a great question, actually. And so I've talked about, again, in in previous episodes, high level how the, uh, the bucket strategies are traditionally put in. So a couple of things I would say about the buckets are uh, one, I mean, the main point of them is, is behavior, right? So at the end of the day, it's easy to sit here and talk about all this in theory, but when you're in retirement or you're getting ready for retirement and you see your portfolio coming down because the next 2008 is happening, uh, you know, right now markets are down. So it's, it's, not as easy to stick with a plan when you see your nest egg going down 20%. So, you know, if you have a million dollars invested and your portfolio is down 20%, that's $200,000 that appears to have just disappeared. So again, that's where it's important that anything invested in the stock market specifically is there for the long term. If it's just something we're going to spend in the next five years, it should not be in stocks. So that's kind of kind of number one. And by having the two buckets and separating those and looking at them individually, we can then have conversations with clients about, yes, look, we here's your stocks over here, or your offense bucket. Here's what it's doing. It's down. It's not great. But remember, we're not touching that money for at least five years. You know, here's 2008 what happened. So, you know, the worst, the worst recession and, and market crash we've seen since uh, the Great Depression. But here's what your defense bucket's doing. Here's the number of years we still have in here for income that you can continue to draw on so you can be confident there's time for the, the stocks to recover and you don't have to touch that. So that's the behavior piece is, is separating it out so we can see the purpose of each bucket and that they're not doing things unexpected because we always tell clients, I mean, stocks are going to go down. It's never a matter of if it's always a matter of when. So that's the first piece. But the problem with doing the buckets the way I've described it is we're not optimizing from an investment standpoint. And so what I mean by that is, in one sense, we're optimizing in the sense that we're not selling while things are low. But what we're not doing in this strategy without me taking it one step further is we're not buying stocks while they're low. And so when we really think about these these buckets and we figure out how many years of income do we want to have in here, we want then we want to come up with a a portfolio in terms of percentages. So, you know, a lot of people have heard about the 60-40 portfolio, 60 stocks, 40 bonds, maybe it's 70-30, maybe it's 50-50. Again, this is going to depend on the client. But at the end of the the day, what we want to do is when we look at how many years of income do we need to have set aside, what's the client comfortable with, we want to come up with that optimal portfolio for the client. So we'll use the traditional 60-40. The income is coming out of that defense bucket, which is our 40% in, in the safer investments, which are likely a little bit of cash and some bonds. But when stocks are way down, the other thing we want to do is we want to get back to 60% stocks in this example, even though the market is down. And we do that actually by taking money from the defense bucket and putting it into the offense bucket. So when we take it that extra step, then what we're doing is, so we're not selling stocks while they're low, but also we're buying stocks while they're low. 
And the only way to really do that systematically is to figure out what is our target of percentage in the offense bucket? What's our target for percentage in the defense bucket? And then continuously rebalancing back to that. Now we don't need to rebalance back on a daily basis. You know, the research shows there's not a huge advantage to doing it uh, weekly or monthly overdoing it annually. So it's really just figuring out when are you going to do it consistently at least once a year and making sure you stick with that over time. And so that's how we optimize it. And I, in the show notes, I've included this as a resource before, but we'll include it as a resource again. Uh, Michael Kitsis did a, uh, or his uh, website anyway, had a good article talking about buckets first, like the traditional uh, total return strategy. And so at the end of the day, the way that we're doing it is we want the total return strategy. We, we want to optimize the investments, but we draw everything up in the buckets concepts so that visually clients can see, you know, why we have both assets and, and have that a little bit more sense of security that there are safe investments there that are going to help them get through the, the leaner time, so to speak. And so typically, uh, typically what we do here as well is that we do meet with our clients twice a year. And that would be when you might discuss if rebalancing need to ha- needed to happen, it would happen at, during those periods of time, correct? Yeah, that's that's our process exactly is, uh, is every six months we'll rebalance the portfolios just to keep everything in line, just, just the way we talked about. It. That's exactly right. Excellent. And if anybody had any questions or wanted to reach out, in the show notes, we'll have we'll have information for them to to increase their knowledge about what we've just talked about about retirement investing. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll include the Kitsis article or a link to it. Also, if you have any questions for us, you can always shoot us an email at info at matthewsandassociates.ca. And action items for today. Uh, number one, if you're, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about simplifying your retirement planning, don't forget to subscribe and uh, and leave us a rating if you enjoyed the show. And then the other thing is, I mean, the the whole reason that we're doing this is to to educate people to make sure that they're making smart decisions about their retirement planning so they can make the most of the retirement. So if you know someone retiring soon, you know, feel free to share this episode or the show with them so that they can get this information and and hopefully it'll help them make better retirement decisions. So thank you everyone for listening. Lindsay, thanks for joining today. It's been, uh, it's been great having you on the show and I'm looking forward to the next one. Awesome. Take care. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.